of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM, soon to be 103.3 FM. We're on the go at SASportsStar.com. My name is Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. Hope everyone's having a good Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. I say it every Wednesday that I get to play with Rudy J. What's going on, my man? My guy, my guy, my guy. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing here on the halftime? Dude, it's, it's the best part of the week, man. I get to play with Rudy because, man, we talk sports, pop culture. We talk nostalgia. Lots of nostalgia in marriage. this show. We talk a lot of marriage, marriage too. Yeah. I think we talk a lot of marriage. Girly drinks, I think, is going to be on the agenda today Are we as doing well. girly drinks? Let's... Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, but big show. We're live on Facebook right. and YouTube, by the way. Just like and subscribe. San Antonio Sports Star, you can leave a comment. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are always open at 656-ESPN. Big show, as I said. We got a Woj bomb late last night. I was about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, a Woj bomb involving the Spurs. They just sent Bryn Forbes packing. We'll break down that trade at 12.15. Yeah, you sent the WhatsApp. It was like, what's meant? Like In my mind, that's the last thing I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something funny. I didn't know yeah. what it was. The last thing I was thinking was it was a Spurs trade. It was so funny that I saw it the second that it got posted. Oh, so you just happened to be on scrolling. I, I was on there scrolling, and then Woj dropped that bomb that Bryn Forbes had been traded because normally that would come from Carl at yeah. that time of night. Because I know he's a vampire too, even though we got to go to bed early. I had to, so when it came from me, I was like, what the hell is the man doing burning the midnight oil? <laughs> I had to check and see that it was his legit page. Did you check, did you check the, the, uh, the, the, the verify? Yeah, because like, the fake Schefter has gotten me. Yes, exactly. Fake on Adam air. Yeah. On air. Schefter's <laughs> gotten me. Ian Rapp, the fake Ian Rappaport has gotten me. Yeah. I, this may be like maybe one other account that's got me, but I've gotten got. I'm, I'll admit. I don't blame you, man. The internet's just so weird these and days. And because I'm so thirsty to tell my friends first, that's how you get <laughs> that's how you get got, right? It, it's like people who like are like proud to be the first to tell you that someone died. <laughs> like Betty White or, you know, yeah. you know, anybody like that, Bob Saget, like you don't have to say that you're first. I mean, come right. on, man. You know, let it like let dude, it breathe. When uh and I think it's the two year anniversary's coming up, when uh the buddy that told me about Kobe, he's such a butthole. Yeah. I was like, no way. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know my butt. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, and he said it all. He was like, Kobe died in a helicopter. Tiger's playing this week. And I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> and I go and check, and I'm like, damn, this really happened. And then I got mad. I went back into the chat like, how dare you talk about Tiger Woods is playing this week when my guy just died in the helicopter. I was I was mad at him for like three days. I don't, I, think don't I, talked to him for, I don't think I talked to him for like three days. I don't blame you. And that was one passing there that was so unexpected. Yeah. And uh, you're right. The two-year anniversary is it's, coming up. Right. January. It was January it was 2020. January. It was like January 29th, I think. 27th. Okay. Weird couple days for me because I'm a Kobe groupie. So it was, a, <laughs> it was, it was, that, was, that was a rough couple days for me. I'm not looking forward to the 29th. Okay, so again, twelve fifteen. We're talking. We're talking about the trade. Twelve thirty. Breakdown. The OKC Spurs oh. game tonight. Spurs Ten tries. wins away. You see my my stream yard name. I'm gonna be doing the countdown. Nice. I'm gonna just do the countdown now. I don't know how long I'm gonna be at ten. I don't April. know how long I'm be at nine. You're gonna be a number till April at least. <laughs> no, I won't. Don't be so mean. Twelve forty five. Guess what who else? turns sixty years old? I read this last night. Who? Sixty years old. Jim Carrey, the comedian Jim Carrey from In Living Color. We know all the movies like The Mask and Ace Ventura and hmm. you know the Truman Show. Let's let's talk about his career, okay. what he's done in his career. And I'm man, down. it's finally here. 
It's movie review Wednesday, one thirty. Blood in, blood out. I'm I, mad you didn't do Urban Cowboy. I was upset. I was upset with you, but then I was like, you know, I'm not. I wasn't upset, but I, I've I've watched Urban so much, Urban Cowboy so much. I can't wait till you get to that. What nice. I know, and I know you let the people decide. So whenever you get to it, we'll get to it. What's funny is that last week we had phone calls coming in mm-hmm. before I gave a, a thing for Tombstone, a review for Tombstone, and it was so crazy. They're calling into the show. I hadn't I even given my review, and they were already upset. And I was like, man, blood in, blood out is going to be even worse because this is a Chicano-Mexican thing Your here. card is on the line. Very you much might get so. your card revoked. So again, that's at one i I'm looking forward to it. But welcome to halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star again on ESPN AM twelve fifty and ninety four five FM. Soon on one zero three three, we get we get to uh, reach out further, I guess, with the one zero three three number there. Do you have it written down? Is it written down over there? No, it's not. But oh, uh, so you just remembered? I'm just remembering. Yeah, I, I hear the commercials as I'm driving <laughs> into work. But uh, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the WhatsApp, and yeah. and we have a WhatsApp here when it comes to. Us talking, you know, it's me, you, it's it's Pledger, it's Carl, it's Rob, it's Jason, it's Ryan Angle. We we all interact on WhatsApp. I can't believe Ryan Angle joined. I thought he was going to be like, dude, I have no time for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ryan Angle on the WhatsApp? I know he's on the Twitter. He's on the WhatsApp. He made it on the WhatsApp. He's, okay, he's on there. So, and that's Carl Schoenig, by the way, producing this show. Um, here's the thing about it, man: is that you sent. Uh-oh. A photo of me that I had posted online. I posted a photo on Facebook, oh. Instagram, and Twitter over the weekend. So that's the only reason why I did it, because I was like, you put it to the public, so I'm going to just throw it to the WhatsApp. Okay. Of a date night I had with my wife, my beautiful bride. Our 10-year anniversary is coming up in a few weeks. Nice. And you send back my own photo by posting <laughs> it on WhatsApp. And it says, quote, my guy MJ is drinking Smirnoff out of a purple can. I'm going to destroy him on Monday. <laughs> we had to wait till Wednesday for this. So I'm drinking a sugar-free Smirnoff at an axe-throwing place, and you just completely roasted me over it. You know what? That, but after I sent it, I do forget that, you know, you, you're you cognizant of what you put in your body. Like, you know, like... Starting like, to be. Like yesterday, like you came in here, you had broccoli and stuff, you know, some... So I you got the Coke Zero today, so like... I forget, and I know these, the seltzer movement is for people that want to have some fun, want to let their hair down a bit, but don't want all the calories. Yeah. I get it. Because most of the time when you see people with the seltzer, most of the time they're like, oh, he's a, like, you know, he's trying to watch his figure. But the purple can was a bit much, man. It's like, you know, like, I'm going to have to get you a, you got to get you a seltzer. <laughs> but do you know what it tastes like, though? What, Remember the Smirnoff? I, yeah, this one right here, the, the no. sugar-free Smirnoff one. I've only had truly and the other one this one tastes what it tastes like like clearly canadian remember the black cherry clearly canadian from the 90s yeah man i love that stuff every day after high school oh the little clear bottle the clear bottles and it had like the the berries on uh like the picture of the berries on top i remember dude that was legit man i used to spend so much money before people would throw money away at Starbucks, it was clearly Canadian oh, so back in the nineties. That's what it tastes I, yeah, like. So it's I didn't very even like them. For me. I didn't like them, but you had to have a bottle. Like yeah. I always had a half full bottle because I didn't even like it, but it was just cool to have. You know now, I mean? like, now, you were cool if you had the clear bottle of clear Canadian. Now, were you ever an MD twenty twenty kind of guy? Of course, we all were, dude. That's I mean, I mean, I don't blame you. The orange one was mine. So. Check this out. July, this past July, for my birthday party that was at my brother-in-law's bar, we went nostalgia on them. We, I hit my, my sponsor up, texted your liquor. I said, yo, I need 20 bottles of MD 2020. <laughs> and we we M-Dog 2020 and Sprite in these little, you know those little plastic bags you could drink out of? It looked like Capri Suns. Yeah. And we had those for my birthday. Everybody was feeling good, but I'm sure everybody was sick. Dude, the next day. So mad, we, I had Mad Dog in just just had some Mad Dog in July just to have fun. And you you can't go to like, you know, 
a place like QT and get MD2020. You have to go to like no. an old school convenience store. Right? You got to go to the convenience store that you would not get gas from. Like picnic. <laughs> like picnic. <laughs> the ones you like, I ain't putting gas here. Yeah, I, I use the ATM there. <laughs> yeah. Like the place that you don't put your gas, you won't put gas. That's where you get an MD. That's where you get your 40s. Etc. And and the ones that that do sell them are proud because they've got like all fifteen. They got flavors. nineteen <laughs> flavors. I'm like, who's? And sometimes when I see it, I'm like, who's still drinking this? Because I, I I think our kids have graduated. Like perfect example. Like you have an older daughter. Well, how old is your daughter though? Eighteen. Oh, okay. She's not of age yet. Like my 25 year old daughter, she's not drinking M- MD. Yeah. So I don't know who's drinking this so stuff. So if you pull it out from that convenience store, it's very possible it's been there since like '98. Easy. Easy been aged 20 years. Nobody's it's so funny. Only people that have to be drinking that are people that are like, you know, you down your last few dollars and you, you know, living on, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful, but you got to be on rough times of drinking M Dog in 2020, <laughs> 2022, unless you're having fun like I did in my birthday. All right, let's go back to girly drinks. Are you telling me at all that you don't do any girly drinks? I think at all? the most girly drink I do, I'm a big mimosa guy. Like if I'm doing Sunday fun day, yeah, and we go to brunch. I'll do mimosas, but I don't know. Is mimosa? Uh, I don't consider it. A, I mean, I get mimosas all the time. I don't consider it girly. Me neither. So I don't know. What What's the girliest you go? That's a good question. I think I got Long Island iced tea when I was twenty. No, that ain't girly. That, that girly. ain't girly, dog. No. no, that's I, that I, put hair I'm on your chest. Of <laughs> I'm just thinking of names. Yeah, um, uh, can't think of any names. Yeah, man. me neither. Because I'm I'm a bourbon and whiskey guy. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I don't. I damn sure never had a purple can black cherry Smirnoff. Okay, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's that's it's, girly, right, girl? A, it, a purple can, black cherry Smirnoff seltzer. I'd say something like cranberry vodka tends to be yeah. what girls drink. Yeah, but sometimes it also depends on the setting, right? Because if I go to Rupub and I okay. order a pina colada, that's kind that's, of girly, that's borderline. But if I'm, you know. On that's the beach, borderline. if I'm at the beach, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, so like if you're at Tulum weird. or something, and you Azima, remember Azima? <laughs> <Zima? laughs> remember Um I did start off in the game when I first really started drinking. I did start off in the game cherry vodka sour. Cherry vodka sour. That, that started, was your first drink. Like you know, when you don't know what to do, yeah, you just want oh, fla- that's a good you want question. you want flavor because you're scared because when you like, let's be honest, alcohol's nasty. So when you start off in the game, taste. nothing tastes good. Beer was disgusting. The first, my, I think my uncle gave me a beer at my ninth birthday. Yeah, and I hated it. It was the most disgusting thing I ever had. Vodka, come on. When you first start, it's nasty. So you're looking for flavor when you first come in the game. So I started, you know, cherry vodka sours, then like you know, watermelon star blankers. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know the star blankers. Yeah, is that girly? Is the star blanker oh, very, girly? very much so, man. Is it? Very much the so. purple geckos and <laughs> and the woo woos. So you, you, you had to say woo woo after doing that shot. Mario Cavazos on Facebook Live says Strawberry Hill. Which oh. one was that? Oh, Strawberry Hill was. Uh, it was kind of like uh, Saint Ives or something like that. Oh, that was the other gotcha, one. gotcha, 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 gotcha. But gotcha. Uh, man, the the girly drink I had when I first started drinking was probably like. Like tequila sunrise, but again, that's not too too girly. That's but not. It, it but it's colorful, you know. It kind of margaritas or I mean, that's an interesting one. There, mar- I, uh, margarita is unisex. It's sugary, but it's not girly. Now, yeah, now, margarita's unisex well, for well, sure. Let's di- margarita's unisex. Let's divide this up. There, there's the frozen margarita, and then there's the non-frozen on the rocks. You know what? My wife made me um, a fan of on the rocks. My wife hates slushies. Like she's a I don't know. She just hates slushies. And she would get her margaritas on the rocks. And I was like, you're a weirdo. And then I had it, and I was like, you know what? I'm able to finish it. Like, when you have yeah. a Boone's Farm, that's girly. <laughs> oh, my God. But when you have the slushy margarita, it takes a while. Yeah. Because you don't want to get a brain freeze. But you get one on the rocks, you can get you can get your you rhythm. Get yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> can't do that because I'll drink it in four sips. <laughs> yeah. no. well, have you drank with Carl? I have I not. Didn't oh, know. I have a couple times. A couple times, so actually. So the first time I went to Slackers, he's knocking back 16 ounces like they're, you know, the little cup of water you get at the golf course. Yeah, I'm like, dude, why are you drinking so fast? You know, you have friends. We all have a friend that's a fast drinker. Yeah, Carl's a fast drinker. I drink a lot of liquids. Yeah, so, <laughs> but um, someone's reaching margarita. out. Margarita. Now, the one thing I don't do, and it's silly, and it's one of those things that you, 
as men were stupid. Like, I don't dress my beers. I'm not going to be walking around the club or a bar licking my bottle. You have to, man. No. If it's a dual sex, <laughs> not, like, oh, okay. Mike, but, but what it, do you, but, you know what you look like walking around I, licking I, the bottle? I get that, but there's also people walking around having blue moon with a big old orange wedge on the side. I judge that person more than the person who wants salt and lime with their Dos Equis because the salt and lime goes with the taste, man. Not this Do big you old, lick the bottle in I, public? I do. I do. Going to be completely honest with you. But again, that's the whole thing. Wasn't that in the movie Boomerang? How you don't get drinks with straw with straws? That that was the other. The See, other thing. and I don't like drinking my whiskey with the straw, but I don't trust people to wash dishes properly. Yeah. So I, if I'm out, I will do it with the straw. If I'm at home, no straw. But at a bar, like I don't know if y'all really wash this dish properly for me to put my lips upon it. <laughs> Mario on Facebook Live says, kamikaze shots on Sundays at Joe's Volcano. Wow. Remember sweet tarts? Sweet tart shots. See, sometimes when you're on a budget, the girly shots, you can get 12 because yeah. they're three bucks. And then you can look like a boss. You just you just walking up with 12 shots. You know what I mean? I'm just looking like a boss. Like, I just got 12 shots. It was only 36 bucks. But <laughs> I'm a boss. Carl, tell me your favorite drink, man. Tell me your favorite Ooh. like cocktail that no one knows how to make. Do you ever go to like the bartender and they I, and they go, "Oh, I don't know how to make that." I you know, that. You know it's been a while. I, I don't think I've gotten one since 2020. Uh, but I think a good testament. I want to say it's called a Colorado Buffalo. Oh uh, wow! It, it's it's what very it? tasty, smooth, a little milky. And I don't know if that is actually the name of it. That might be the school, the University of Colorado, the Colorado Buffaloes. Let me see, but it's something buffalo. It's it's like a white buffalo or something along those lines. It's it's a really unknown drink, but if the bartender knows how to make it, they're a good bartender. Now, this is the thing with mixologists. They make the best drinks, but you have to wait so long at mixology places. Yeah. Like, if you're the fourth guy and they have to set something on fire... You know what I mean? And yeah. then they got to flip the cups. By the time you get to you, you're just like, dude, just give me a beer. Like, I don't even want you to, like, do another five-minute drink for me. Yeah. Like, it's, they're talented, and the drinks are fantastic. But mixology places, you have to wait too long for your drink. Ever go try to get a drink at the Pearl, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to order it now because by the time it's ready, I'll be wanting it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But my drink of choice that What's no what? one knows how to make. What is it? And it's not like my favorite drink, but I like to order it sometimes. Uh, I guess it is one of my favorite drinks, but it's just, it, it's concerning when I have to tell the bartender, here are the ingredients, this is how I want it made, okay? It's something called a three-legged monkey. I haven't heard of this. And that is a shot of Crown Royal. Okay. With amaretto. Okay. And pineapple juice. It, it sounds refreshing. It is amazingly good. It is, and it's called it's a, what? A three-legged monkey. I'm going to try that. And it's deceptively strong, but it's so funny because it's only three ingredients, and I just tell them that's how, how they make it. And then they get the straw and then they want to taste it. They're like, I got to make one of those for me. Yeah. You know? So. Have you ever had the alligator bite? It's yes. like three different colors with the Jaeger. That's oh, those the Jaeger. things. Hey, those will. You got to Uber. If you got to, if you're going to do um, Irish car bombs or you're going to do alligator bites, you have to Uber. What's up, Carl? So it's actually called a Colorado bulldog and it's very similar to a white Russian. So okay. that's 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 the name of my drink. Okay. Yeah. Colorado Bulldog and I and a three legged monkey. I will be trying both of those. Now when I went to Destin with a bunch of my golf buddies, and we'll move on because I know you got other things to get to. One thing they hit me to, Bailey's and coffee. Because when you're on vacation, everybody starts drinking at nine in the morning. Yeah. Bailey's and your coffee change your life. Dude, Vegas right now. When I go to Vegas, I used to be able to party every day. Oh, three day trip? I mean drunk all three days. I can't. I can't do that, man. I'm like Tim Duncan in his last years. Play like an all-star one night, and then I got to have rest the next because I'm not doing back-to-backs, mm -hmm. baby. <laughs> but welcome to Halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. We're on the go at com. Speaking of the Spurs, Woj Bomb dropped last night. Crazy. Well, with three not really. Trade. Why is it that when I envision, picture this trade happening, I picture the Spurs front office picking okay. up the phone, and it's a rotary phone. In Stop picking it. this up. Why are you doing this? What man, do you mean? Because I don't know, man. It, it was so funny because I spent 30 minutes trying to dissect this trade. Mm -hmm. And basically, it was a three-team trade. The Spurs traded Bryn Forbes to the Denver Nuggets, who okay. need a shooter. Help out Jokic so he can work. Yeah, the, and the Nuggets won this trade. I mean, it just is what it is. I'm feeling you. The Celtics get two injured players in Bowl Bowl and DJ Dozier. 
two, not one, but not, two. But two, yeah. yeah. And the Spurs get uh, power forward Juancho Hernan Gomez. I cannot say that fast, dude. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Hernan play Gomez. by play guy. Yeah. Hernan Gomez. Okay. Yeah. Power forward, you know, he was a he's a 26-year-old from Spain. Okay. He was drafted 15th in the first round back in uh, 2016. Oh, damn. He was damn near a lottery pick? Yeah. Very wow. close to it. Uh, you know, he averages five points a game for his career, about a 35% shooter from three. He's been bouncing around. He was with Denver for about three or four seasons, and then he went to Minnesota, most recently with the Celtics, but they traded him to the Spurs. Spurs also get a second-round draft pick. And I spent about 30 minutes dissecting this and checking out stats and looking at highlights. And then I realized something. While everyone's all excited on Twitter that the Spurs made a move, I realized that this was might be the most boring trade I've ever seen in my entire life. And I put the question out there on Twitter, what's the over-under and the number of games this guy's going to play? What you, I put the over-under at one. What do you mean when you say play? You mean DNPs or you mean let him go outright? What do you Look, mean? Is he going to sniff the court? Is he going to wear silver and black at any point and actually be on the court? Because I don't see it. So you think they got him and they're going to release him? Why not? I mean, his contract is not guaranteed next year. It's just, I mean, but they, if they, they did that, they'd have to pay him $7 million. It'd have to be a buyout, wouldn't it? Well, no, because it's not guaranteed next year. So he's just with the team for the rest of the year. Maybe they'll buy him out. They get some draft capital in the second rounder, which, okay, it is what it is. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monty Ginobili was a second round draft pick. So was Trey Jones, right? So the Spurs have had success. Uh, in, Joe Wieskamp was a second rounder as well. So it's not like you can't get somebody decent in the second round. It's more difficult than a first rounder, obviously. But I saw this Kinda whole thing. Me. I saw this whole thing and I was like, you know, is it part of a bigger picture? Is it, uh, you know, are they doing a favor to. You know, people on Pop's coaching tree. I mean, what what was the point of all this? Because I would have thought that that a forty one percent three point shooter was worth more. But I guess the silver lining is, what if they give Forbes minutes to Primo? And if that's that's what I was, uh, we talked about that in R and R. I hope that happens. If that's the case, that I'm a hundred percent supportive. Because again, the the assets that were collected, I don't see the Spurs actually ever using. Because I mean, it's kind of crowded. I mean, Thad Young is. Better than Hernan Gomez, and he and he's not even playing. That can still play. It's just I get, for whatever reason they don't fit what they want to do. Uh, who is am I to argue with Pop? I mean, I don't get it. I wish Thad was playing because I know that. But to me, I feel like for guys like you and Pledge, it goes along with what y'all want. Like yeah. there's a guy that can play and he's not playing. We'll will we'll win less games. Are you part of Team Tank as well, or do you want them to get the ten spot? Man, I. I if you tell me, Rudy, we're racing to the door, I want to win. If we're playing pool, I want to win. Ping pong, I want to win. I'm I'm super ultra ultra competitive. So tanking for me is tough. Well, I don't want to say tanking because tanking to me sounds like, okay, well, we're going to go out there and lose on purpose. Okay, that's that's not what I'm saying. I guess so you just want them to play Weesh Camp, play Primo, play yeah. every young guy, and then just lose. And, and if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. But at least they yeah. get experience. Look, and I heard you and Carl talking about this yesterday. And y'all said Chet, y'all said Jabari, and you said uh, Pablo. Pablo. For those guys, yes, I'll play me, you, Carl, Pledge, and Rob if I could if I'm guaranteed to get one of those guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know, exactly. Yeah, and last so. night I was watching Paolo Banchetto play. What'd you think? You know, it was interesting. So Duke, he plays for Duke, and uh they lost to they, they were upset by Florida State yesterday in overtime. I saw close game. Florida State got the game winner uh with about five seconds to go. I saw that. And, you know, Devin Vassell on Twitter tweets out FSU. That's right. Yeah, That's right. so so he's a, a Florida State Seminole himself. Um, it was interesting because Bonchetto, you take a look at his stats and you would think that he had a good game, but they shut him down in the second half. In the first half, Bonchetto had four shot attempts. He made three of them. In the second half, he went 17 minutes before taking his first attempt. The reason why was that every time he got the ball down low, they were double and triple teaming him and he had to kick it back out. So what ended up happening is towards the end of the game, they were giving Powell the ball at midcourt as opposed to trying to post him up. He was bringing the ball up, and man, he was balling out. Uh, Duke was down by seven points with about three minutes to go. Duke ended up tying the game, went into overtime, again, lost by one. But Boncello did well when he had the ball in his hands. 
but what Forrest when State he kind of played do, point forward. But he's playing point forward because they weren't allowing him to to post up. The thing is with college, because I saw it happen to Trey Young in the tournament. Like when you watch Trey Young in the tournament, because in college you could do boxing ones. There's so many, mm-hmm. you know, you're pretty much in the legal defense at the NBA level. Like it's easy to take away a team's best player. Yeah, it looked like they were playing a one three one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so. He's still number one, and then you know, and you can't do that to oh. him at NBA. You can't do that to him in the NBA. Jabari Smith, though. Oh my God, Jabari's number one. I don't know oh, who's number one. Oh my God, dude. I was looking at highlights. I guess it depends on who gets the draft pick. You right? know, at this point, I think that Jabari's now like universal alone. number one. I think more and more people are leaning in that direction. Carl, who do you want, man? Paolo or Jabari? Jabari is leaning towards number one, and I will reserve the uh, right to choose until after March. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, March is when players make money. That's right. That's right. March Madness. Hey, only two months away. Hey, this is halftime. We go till 2 o'clock. When we come back, let's talk about more about the Spurs. They're in action tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Dak Prescott walking back a statement that he said after the loss against the Niners. Kind of crazy. And then blood in, blood out. The review at 1.30. This is Halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star. Upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter yes. a description and recipe at sasportstar.com. And you could win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. Welcome back to Halftime. On San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM, beginning February 1st, 103.3 FM. My name's Michael Jimenez, joined by Rudy J and Carl Schoenig. Happy happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Spurs are back at it tonight. This is a game where someone has to win. The Spurs have lost 10 out of 12. The Oklahoma City Thunder have lost 9 out of 11. Someone's got to win this game. What is Oklahoma? What did you say? Oklahoma City has lost uh, nine out of eleven. The Spurs have lost ten out of twelve. I think they're fourteen and twenty-nine, something along those ranks. Oklahoma City okay. fourteen and twenty-nine. The Spurs are a game and a half better at sixteen and twenty-eight. As of right now, in the draft lottery, if you know all went as according to plan, right now Oklahoma City would be fourth, and the Spurs would be somewhere tied for sixth. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those games, man. I mean, this is going to be a game that's probably going to be poorly attended because, again... This is it, a game where you can afford courtside. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, it was a half-empty arena against the Phoenix Suns, and they have the number one record in the NBA. Well, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt. COVID is running rampant. People are people are self-quarantining. That's, I'm going to give them that excuse. I'm, the, the, more the, than, more than the, the record. Like, I don't think people are like, no, they suck, I'm not going. I think people are like... No, no, I disagree. Omicron is going wild. I disagree. In a few what? in a few weeks, that same AT and T center is going to be packed for the concerts at the San Antonio Rodeo. Well, the rodeo is a different crowd. <laughs> well, come on, man! But it's a crowd <laughs> is a crowd, man. Are no, you saying, saying if you go to the rodeo, you're not a Spurs fan? No, is I'm that what saying, you're saying. I'm about to watch what I say. <laughs> but you know, rodeo. You may rodeo. You may want to. You know, you, there may be a little bit more willing crowd to take more chances. Oh, I see. You're saying, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I read between the lines very well with you. Yeah, but, see, uh, that's just that good. Uh, a good. I love hanging with Rudy J on Wednesdays. But man, the Spurs. It's been an interesting year for the Spurs. As, as what's you, interesting? What's your definition of interesting? What's interesting is that you know the Spurs started off where there's hope. I think people had false hope that the Spurs could be a top six team. Uh, they lost a lot of games early on. They kind of rounded yeah, the corner good. a bit and were, were looking like they could threaten a 500 record. Then COVID struck. I know. As soon as they got hot. Yes. You know, I think they had won four in a row. Yeah, right around and then there. then COVID hit them. And then they come back. Players get back. Uh, you know, they, 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 they almost beat the Brooklyn Nets. They all, you know, they did beat Golden State in in San Francisco. You know, they've played the Suns very well twice. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks. I want to say they, they beat, beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers in okay. L.A. They uh, beat the Clippers in L.A. They beat the Jazz in Utah. It's just a weird team and a weird season all around. Yeah. Now that part I will agree with you on. Um, Dejounte has Dejounte's grown. I went to the Cavaliers game. And one of the first takeaway was the Cavs are really, really good. That's a really good basketball team. But watching DeJounte up close and personal, he gets to wherever he wants mm-hmm. to get to 
on the court. His gets to his sweet spot. Like that's when you know you're in your groove. It's like, yo, I'm going to the elbow. I'm going to meet him at the top of the key. I'm going to cross. I'm going to cross again. I'm going to get to the elbow. I'm going to pull up and I'm going to knock it down. Like he's to that point. And it's, it's a good thing. I mean, it doesn't always result in wins, but this was the DeJounte that we all got excited about that second season. We're like, yeah. oh, we got something. And it took a while. He had to come back from the ACL. And then it was like, what's wrong? But we all forget, like, some people come back from ACLs differently. Now, everybody's not going to be Adrian Peterson and just be like, come back and not, not miss a beat. It takes guys. I think it took Carson Wentz a year to come back from his knee injury. I wanted Dak. It's Dak's going to be much better next season because of his injury. Some people mm-hmm. it takes longer. And I think that was the case with DeJounte. And now, and then you combine that with the work with the great Chip England, the wizard. I, I don't think Chip is human. I, I, <laughs> I like <laughs> when you look at Tim and Tony and Kawhi and Danny, like he's fixed got some guy shots that should never be able to shoot. And that's what you concerns know? me because you <laughs> like, so you combine his work ethic with the with Chip England's work. DeJounte's been phenomenal. DeJounte's been amazing. Uh, you yes, Chip, I love watching DeJounte play basketball. Now, he's also getting some love, some respect, you know, from the NBA Is in he? general. You okay. know, Chris Paul coming out and saying, that's my guy, you know, saying that he's deserving of an all-star you know spot. That. And it's just one of those I things. I didn't hear where, that. I missed that. It's one of those things where, you know, um, you know, DeJounte, people are taking notice because those stats don't lie. You know, he's averaging... 18, 8, and 8. But the fact of the matter is, over the last month, it's been closer to 24, 9, and 9. You know, he leads the league in steals at two a game. Uh, he's having a great year. And it's just one of those things where if the Spurs record was better, he'd have a better chance of making the All Star team. But there's sure. still there's still a chance out there. Yeah. You mentioned Chip Anglin and how he corrected people's forms and shots, right? That, you know, we Within talked about what they already do. Right. Kawhi Leonard, you mentioned uh, Keldon Johnson. Tony really couldn't shoot. He couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah, Tony just could get to the paint, had a teardrop, but Tony developed a shot. I need Derek White to work more with him to get that three points. You don't like Derek White's stroke? Well, dude, I mean, 29% accuracy is 29% Mm. accuracy from three. He got it up to 30 the other day, but it's been in the upper 20s most of the year. There's an issue with that. And and, and I I was talking about this on Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia, Mm -hmm. that um, everyone loves... Derek White, and he's probably the one player that I will go out and it's say. Just like one of the guys like you, like you leave your kids with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, hey, Derek, you watch kids for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Everybody loves him, and I love him personally love too. too yeah. But but I think he's probably the most overrated spur because I think you can get eighty percent to ninety percent of what he does with other people. You could just plug him in because the fact of the matter is that yeah, he's good defensively and he can control the ball. Takes he, good he charges. Takes, takes a good charge, right? But at the end of the day. Your shooting guard needs to be able to shoot better than 29% from three in this day and age. And in in today's NBA, fair. Yeah. But uh, fair or foul, let's talk about the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, walking it back. Dak Prescott, after the game where they lost to the Niners 23-17 to and their season was over, he took to the podium and was addressing the fact that Cowboy fans were throwing bottles onto the field. And at first, he was a little bit upset about it. Oh, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. You know, try so hard. Yeah. And then someone says, oh, that was aimed towards the referees. And he was like, oh, well, good on them. Good on them. Mm-hmm. And I remember at that point thinking to myself, you know what? My opinion of Dak Prescott honestly changed right there. It's just. Mike, it, it, don't it, be it, that sports it, talk host guy. No, man. He, this is his first misstep in his career. No, 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 no. There, Come there, on, there, there Mike. Are, there it's are, a heat of the moment. He's emotional. There are several. You're gonna, that, you know what that's like? And I said it this morning. That's like I have an 800 credit score. Yeah. And I'm a day late on a payment, and you just dropped him down to 520? No. <laughs> you know funny. what I mean? Come on, no, Mike. No, no. I'm not trying to be that guy. What I'm trying to say is, is that you are held to a higher standard when you're the leader yes. of the team. Yes. When you're the captain of the team. When you are the figurehead of the team and yes. the face of that team. Agreed. And because of that, there are certain things you should not say, certain things you should not do. And one of the things that you should never say is incite violence, incite violence and throw stuff at officials. And he's allowed a misstep. He's allowed a misstep. But you know what? There's, I don't think he meant it. There's several degrees to it all, man. <laughs> you know, I, I have this debate with uh, Rob Thompson all the time. I'm like, yeah, there's there's manslaughter and there's murder. There's different degrees of it all. Right. Right. You know, there there is uh, stealing a candy bar and there's stealing a million dollars. Both are theft, but it's it's different degrees. This yeah. one right here was a little bit more egregious, man. I think that this was something that was a little bit more. And I, I, it, I look at this and I go, 
you know, Tom Brady never would have said this. Joe Burrow never would have said this. Mike Josh Allen never not, would have said this. You're being sarcastic. Right? I am not, man. I, I, I was so disappointed Mike. because I like Dak Prescott. I'm not a Cowboy fan. You know that. Yeah. I don't cheer for the Cowboys. I actively root against them. But Dak Prescott, if like, like as a man, guy to guy, I'm like, dude, that's a great guy. I'd want to be his friend. I'd want my daughter to date him, that kind of thing, right? But I heard that comment, and I was thinking to myself, the NFL better find his butt off. Better find his butt uh, off because you cannot be advocating, even if you're joking, violence in the stance. Mike. Somebody, okay, someone throws a bottle and it hits an official on the head. First of all, I don't think they can have glass in the stadium. Okay, anything. Whatever that they're chunking out there. Pick up a piece of the seam and throw Mike, it. Man. Don't be. I can't believe this is your take because you're a guy, you, got, you, you always let everything have a long leash. Like, it, we can find him. I know this morning Carl said it should be about seventy-five to hundred, which I think is steep, but it is assault. Oh, okay. So, so Carl, you are advocating for a fine as well, right? Oh, yeah. They they can't really suspend him, but those I don't think that that's worthy of a like a one-game suspension. No, no. But it's probably worth a seventy-five thousand dollar fine. A Just lot. well, it is, but you you're also. In the same breath, literally right before that, he thought that the fans were throwing stuff at the players, and he condemned it. And then as soon as the uh, a media member insinuated that it might be the refs he was throwing at, he's like, oh, well, good on them. So, you, you, yeah, you know, it was heat of the moment, really. Right. And then, then I think he didn't even think anything of it until maybe it blew up and somebody said, yeah, you better say something because they're going to hit you with some kind of fine anyway. And he didn't say it once. He said it two or three times. Oh, he doubled down. He He, he, did, he did say it a couple times. Yeah. All right, Mike, but come on, man. We can all agree Dak's a great guy that had a yeah. bad moment. I don't know him personally. Yeah, I don't know. You we, know what? I, I thought I, Deshaun Watson was a great guy, too, but, uh, you know, we never know. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I mean, Jared from Subway. Thought he was, I mean, who was more safe than Jared from Subway? You're getting dark now. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's yeah, we're, 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 going, we're going down it. We're can. in a break zone, y'all. You never leave let's your not, drink around let's not Bill. Get in trouble. Yeah, and, 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 and right now I have a bubble that pops up at my computer that says Britney Spears has an injunction against Jamie Lynn, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears or whatever her Poor name is. Poor Britney, man. Childhood fame is hit or miss. Like if you don't have the right people around you, it can go bad. And I feel bad for Britney. She's clearly struggling mentally. Yeah. Like and the, you, her, the, some of her pictures she posts, she just that's looks so. Exactly it. She looks so bad in the face, you know. Like, what's wrong with Britney? I showed my wife some of those photos, and she was like, "This is, Who is Britney." That? Yeah. You know what? Uh, let's talk about this more on the other side okay. because I was actually five feet away from Britney Spears a while back, ten years ago, back in the day. But there was somebody standing right next to her that was more famous. That was m just as famous and is one of the most. Beautiful woman I've ever seen in my Beautiful entire women? life. Yeah, that I've okay. ever seen in my entire life. We're also going to talk about Jim Carrey turning 60 years old. Man, I feel old. Hey, I'm 130, sure. blood in, blood out review. We've been waiting for this. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is Joe Ryan. Go drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4 ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM, 1250 and 94.5 FM. My name's Michael Jimenez with Rudy J. and Carl Schoenig. Before the break, we talked about the breaking news involving Britney Spears sending a cease and desist letter to her sister, Jamie Lynn, demanding that she stop talking about her on her book tour. Britney yeah. Spears, man, she has some issues going on. For a while. Remember, she lost custody of the kids for a while back Yeah. You know, and TMZ just followed her until she just went crazy, shaved her head, and oh, that, that? oh, that uh, when she uh, attacked the car with the yeah. uh, the umbrella. Forgot about that. Yeah, man, she's had some issues, man. That's mental. This is a long time coming, man. Yeah, long time coming. But we were talking about this during the break. You were like, man, child celebrities—they go one way or the other. They're either angels or they're not. Yeah. And uh, so, sorry to hear about that. But back in the day, about twelve years ago. I was about, uh, I'd say, about five or ten feet away from Britney Spears. Where, where, where were you? I was at uh, Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. 
Okay. There was an award show going on that evening, and I attended the award show, which was the Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. And I had never attended an award Good show kid. like that. Uh, I was I was there in Vegas for a friend's wedding, and uh, you know, so one of the things I do whenever I go out of town is I check and see what's going on. Are there any concerts, comedians coming into town, or whatnot? And I was like, start Billboard Music Awards. There are tickets for that. I didn't know that you could just like. Oh, the public can buy tickets. I thought you were yeah. working for someone that got you in. That's what I thought. You know, well, well I see what you're saying, but no, yeah. I, I just like there's tickets, like a ticket master type of thing. And I went and I bought tickets, and uh, they were like, okay, there's going to be coming in, coming out. You know, you might spot them at different locations. Well, Britney Spears is about five or ten feet away from me, and obviously, very, very attractive person. But the person standing right next to her was amazing, and I will never forget it. It was Rihanna. Oh wow! You saw Rihanna up close and personal. Yes, and let's just—that's a good get. Let's just say I'm going to lose about three years out of my life because my heart was racing. It that is be. a beautiful, beautiful woman. Like she is a statue, a walking statue that you would see in Europe or something yeah, like she's that. She's a stallion. Oh my goodness! But Rihanna, great music, by the way. You know, it's it's funny if you were to think about like the artists of the century. You know, because if you go back into the twenties, the twentieth century, the nineteen hundreds. You would say maybe the Beatles, you would say Elvis, you know, things like that. But right now, it's a two-horse race right now. It's Rihanna and Taylor Swift. The For the last century? For the last 20 years. Last, since, oh, since, okay, since okay, 2000. Okay, about, since, okay, since, since 2000, 2000. The last 20, you're going to say Rihanna. So no, what about Beyonce? I would say Beyonce is probably running third right now because a lot of her success came in the '90s with Destiny's Child and when she first came Wait, out. So. Now are we only doing women. What about Drizzy Drake? That's that was my next. He question. broke the he, Billboard's record. Yeah, he had the bill. Uh, like, how do we I, don't I, do Drake? I, I, I was just looking this up the other day about like who has sold the most albums, and I I so want to revisit this in the next hour. Okay, we're gonna go over the the number album number of albums sold because it's so different these days. Because now buying an album is different. It's like number of streams. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's different. Back in the day, you know, we, you and I would have to go to. You know, sound warehouse, sound wow, sound warehouse, and errors in four ten. Oh, I went to one on Walsham, and albums back then released on Tuesdays. Did you, you ever, went to Sound Warehouse on Tuesdays? Yeah, and, and you could actually they let you listen to the album with the headset CD on. exchange style. Yeah, they let you listen to the album before you bought it. <laughs> that was so funny, man. That was the worst business ever. I know if I was an artist, I would walk in mad. Like you're letting these people listen to my album before they buy because <laughs> there was a few albums I was like, I'm gonna buy that album, and then I would go listen. I'm like, nope, keeping my 12 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the Spin Doctors, uh, they only had that one good song. I'm not going to buy the whole album. Yeah, but see, that's the good but, thing about streaming. But there Now was, that you can stream, you can pick the ones you like best to download. But there were some bands that I would listen to that Ooh. I was like, man, I'd be like, I only like two songs on the radio. But after listening to it at CD Exchange, I was like, wow, it's a great album. Bands like uh, Arrested Development, Ooh, PM Dawn back in the day. Good one. So yeah, man, good times. But but the best the, the best artists the last twenty years: Drake, Swift, Rihanna, Beyonce. Am I, there's got to be a country star we're leaving out. Country's been a little bit weird, man. They haven't had like a Garth Brooks since the nineties. I mean, they've been big celebrities. Well, it's pop country now, right? They consider Taylor Swift country in the country world. She's country ish. She started there. She has the roots there. But as far as if you were to ask 100 people, do you think Taylor Swift's a country singer? Most would say no. I not, say pop. Not anymore. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about Jim Carrey. I, right. I was a little bit fascinated by this. You know, I'm, I'm just going through articles on okay. TMZ and whatnot. And wow. it, it's like Jim Carrey is 60 years old. And he it made good. me feel old. He looks good for 60. And it got me thinking about things like In Living Color. Where, you know what, shout out to Jim. And he's given a lot. He's given... Um, Keenan his flowers for allowing him on that show. A lot of those people from that show, including J Lo, who was a fly girl. Fly girl, yeah. She was a fly girl on that show. A lot of people got great, you know, made quality careers from Living Color. Jamie Foxx was Wanda. Jamie was Wanda. He hates that. Don't ask him about it. it, it he hates it. It's funny when you go back because, you know, right now I guess SNL is still a thing. But back it, in the, very much so. I don't watch it, but it's still a thing for sure. But back in the nineties, there was that battle going on between Saturday Night Live and you had In Living Color. And Saturday Night Live was kind of in a weird area right there where they were transitioning into the whole, you know, uh the younger generation with Adam Sandler and David Spade and That's Chris right. Farley and Will Farrell. 
they were transitioning into that. But before that, there was kind of like this lull where they just had two or three really bad years. And in Living mm-hmm. Color, if I'm not mistaken, was on Fox. It was. Yeah. I think it was on yeah. Fox. You know, Fox back then had you know the Simpsons, Did they have Arsenio Married too? with Children, and, and Arsenio. Yeah. And uh, but you would watch the show, and it's like this is completely different than what SNL is doing <laughs> because SNL is doing like political commentary, and you have. Uh, in living color doing fire fire marshal bill you know <laughs> uh, hated it <laughs> yeah that was uh i loved it because again like it, during that time you know as a black man you know you didn't see that so to see your people on television in that capacity and they're winning you're like and then uh, you had arsenio i was like this is pretty cool and then who's that who's that girl dancing jennifer lopez jennifer lopez out there that was the first time i looked at someone and went okay okay I see the star. I, I see the star yeah. here. I didn't see it till Selena. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking about what are the greatest movies that Jim Carrey ever yeah, has done. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank off here the top 10 according to Rotten Tomatoes, which is basically right, an listening. aggregate of what critics think and what uh, moviegoers think. I'm listening. Number one, pleasantly surprised, because I'm going to say that this is my favorite Jim Carrey movie. It is the first Dumb and Dumber. Nope. It is the one where he played God. Bruce Almighty. Sort, Bruce, uh, Almighty. Sort of Bruce Almighty. No. The, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yeah. Is number one Jim Carrey movie. It has a 95% approval I never rating. I watched that one. The Truman Show should have won him an Oscar. What? He won all the awards leading up to this. because it's a, it's a dramatic movie. Uh, it's kind of a drama comedy movie. He won all the awards leading up to it, like the Golden Globes oh. and all that stuff. And usually, if you win those... You, you get the Oscar. You, or at the very least, you get nominated. He did not get nominated. It's one of those things where that Academy, which is still having problems now... They don't take now, certain people seriously. They don't take certain people seriously. Exactly. And uh, The Truman Show is a great movie. Uh, it's, it basically revolves about, uh, around a young man... Who has lived in essentially a bubble of a society his entire life. Okay. And basically his life is a reality show. And people all around the world are watching his life, but he does not realize that he is being filmed. He does not realize that he is um, the subject of a reality show. And everything around him is, is fake. His wife is fake. His friends are fake. His teachers are fake. Everything is fake around him. And he's the only one not in on it. Ouch. And it, it, it's and, and and keep in mind this came out in 1998 when reality TV was suddenly becoming a thing. It was Remember real the, world. The real world. The real world started this whole thing. True story. And then it's like Survivor. Yeah. Bachelor. Flavor Flav. <laughs> flavor Flavor of Love. <laughs> yeah, the Flavor of Love. <laughs> His other top movies out there, by the Give way, it to for, me. Uh, the top ten are Eternal Sunshine and The Spotless Mind. I've never seen that one. That's number two. Yeah. Okay. Num- number three is Liar Liar. I like that. Number one. four is Doctor Seuss. Horton hears a who. Oh, that was a good one. Number five, The Mask. I love. And I my love daughter the mask. loves. I loved it. Six is Lemony Snicket. Didn't see it. Didn't see that one either. Uh, number seven, I love you, Philip Morris. Never seen that Never one. Never seen that one. Number eight, Dumb and Dumber, which is great, but the sequel was trash. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Earth Girls are easy. And number two, Sonic the Hedgehog. And then you also what? have. Man on the Moon at 11 and The Cable Guy oh, at yeah. 12. But, uh, okay, not bad know. list. Happy I, I, birthday, Jim Carrey. Number 60. Yeah. I didn't realize I hadn't seen so many Jim Carrey movies. I thought I'd seen them all. The Ace Ventura ones, classic. Laces out. I love Laces Ace Ventura. out. Like, Finkel I loved it for Einhorn. what it was. Finkel, Einhorn, Finkel, it was, Einhorn. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be like a great movie. It's supposed to be funny. When he gets the plunger to his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Hey, we have another hour of halftime to go on the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. When we come back, we'll be talking more sports. And at 1.30, finally here, blood in, blood out. What were my thoughts on that movie? Another hour to come on San Antonio Sports Star. It's that time. It's halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. On the go at sasportstar.com with Rudy J and Carl Schoenig. It's Wednesdays so at 1 30. We do movie reviews. To say goodbye. <laughs> you to, can come with. To my good 
credentials. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to get canceled, no, baby. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. You know, we do movie reviews on Wednesdays at 1.30, and it's the fact that I didn't see a lot of movies growing up, so there's a lot of movies that I didn't see, and I'm watching for the first time now. And over the past couple of months, I saw for the first time movies like E.T., Indiana Jones, Gremlins, Close Encounters with yeah. Third Kind, Jaws, uh, The Dark Knight. So some of these movies are in the 80s and some bleed into the 90s and, and, and beyond because some of the popular movies I never watched. Yeah, and that's understandable for whatever reason. Yeah. It's cool. We're catching up now. That's all that matters. So Blood In, Blood Out was what Twitter voters wanted me to review. I wanted Urban Cowboy, but continue. Go ahead. I'm just I'm about to sit back. I'm putting my shades on. I'm going to sit back. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Okay, so uh, Blood In, Blood Out is a very popular Mexican-slash-Chicano movie that came out in 1993. This movie is interesting because it is... It was in 93. 93. It is one of the first, actually the first rated R movie by Disney company Hollywood Pictures. So this is a Disney movie, in a way. I like the background research. The budget was $35 million. It only grossed Which four is and a half. It only what? Only grossed four and a half. Only made back, what, 12, 13% of the budget. But now I think it's recouped. Because it's been a hood, it's a cult, cla- it's it's a been a hood classic. classic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it recouped. Um, it got terrible reviews, by the way. Roger Ebert gave it two stars out of four. Screw Robert. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, this movie stars San Antonio's, uh, an actor from San Antonio named James Borrego. He played Cruz. Benjamin Bratt is also in this movie, but the star of the movie is Damien Chapa, who plays Miklo. Now, this movie is set in East L.A. in 1972, and we first get introduced to Miklo, and I'm looking at him going, wait, this guy white? Well, he's half white. <laughs> he? He's half white, half Hispanic in the movie, half white, half Mexican. But he identifies only as Mexican, and his dad is racist. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to go live with his cousins, and his cousins, Cruz and Paco, <laughs> and uh, Cruz and Paco are in a gang, and this is one of those things where they're in a gang, and it just kind of snowballs along the way. Bad things happen. Uh, there's a there's a, a heroin death of a young teenager that splits up the families, uh, loyalties, and things like that. Uh, there is a shooting that uh, sends sends Miklo to jail, and it straightens up Benjamin Bratt's character, who goes off into the military. And eventually becomes a police officer detective. So now okay. you have, I've never you, seen. You it. have a police officer okay. in the family, and the rest of his family are gangbangers, and he's trying to like, you know, he wants to be a good police officer, but at the same time, yeah. he wants to be loyal to his family. And eventually, this movie just kind of continues to evolve. It continues to evolve because this movie is three hours and ten minutes long. The original Damn, cut so of this movie face was three hours. Yeah, I know it was less than that. The uh, the original cut of this movie was five hours long. It was supposed to star Edward James Olmos, and he was supposed to direct it, but he backed out. But he ended up doing American Me. Yes, he did American Me instead. Right. So this movie becomes a prison movie, okay? okay? And it's filmed in San Quentin, and a lot of the people in the movie that, you, that you're watching this movie going, man, I know that guy. You know, you, you have Danny Trejo, who served time in San Quentin, one of his first roles ever. He's Machete. He's, yeah, Machete. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is in Billy this Bob movie. Billy Bob Thornton was in there? Yeah. He, okay. He plays one of the uh, the Aryan Brotherhood Aryan nation, yeah. type, type of guys. So, okay. So you have the, these these gangs in the in the prison system that are the, the white supremacist gangs, okay. the black gangs, and the Hispanic gangs. And the weird thing is, is that the Hispanic gangs on the streets are enemies, but in jail are together. The black gangs that are enemies on the street are together. It's okay. kind of like they, they, they don't keep loyalty to their, 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 to their gang. They keep color, loyalty to their color. And Miklo is half white, half Mexican going into jail. And okay. he identifies as Mexican. But the Mexicans don't trust him because he's white skinned. Mm. So it's this ongoing thing about blood in, blood out. And what blood in means is that in order to join the gang, you need to kill somebody. And blood out means that you oh, cannot thought... leave until you're dead. You're you're in forever. Okay. So that's the whole point of blood in, blood out. And then there's a lot of different things that go on regarding, um, you know, um, 
Cruz's character, who uh, uh, who uh, James Borrego here from San Antonio. I'm looking at Twitter. I'm I'm, I'm monitoring Twitter while you do this. Uh, Jesse Borrego's character. I'm sorry. Uh, he's from San Antonio. Uh, his character, the growth that he has, going from a heroin addict to uh, to overcoming the tragedy that he that he created uh, within this family. That then he lost his family and trying to regain his family. And then Miklo, who was kind of a good guy, who became a gangbanger, who became. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a leader of the prison gang and he gets out he wants to make a name for himself but he also wants to stay true. When you say name like you mean start putting in work start putting in work yeah okay almost like a mexican shawshank redemption okay so as this movie is going on i'm sh- i'm watching with my wife by the way you cannot stream this movie it is not on 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 netflix it's not on hulu it's not on disney plus where'd not- you find it? i thought that was interesting i found it on youtube like just straight up youtube all three hours and 10 minutes is on YouTube. Now, the weird thing is that the last six minutes cut out. So you don't miss, you miss last six minutes, but there is a final scene that you can watch. You can watch those six minutes on a different page. Okay. So it's all there. You just got to find it. Um, Very interesting movie because I looked at it and I identify with a lot of it uh, because this is all takes place in East LA and they keep referencing Whittier and Whittier, California is Southeast of LA and that's where my family's from. Now, really? Now, my family, a lot of my that. a lot of my California family is in Whittier, California, La Mirada, in that area over there, and they keep referencing that. So it 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 grabbed my attention because of that. And as I'm going on with this movie, what I'm finding are a lot of flaws, but a lot of flaws that I actually enjoy. It's almost like the imperfections made it perfect because though this movie had a budget of thirty five million dollars or so. The fact of the matter is, is that it came off like a low-budget movie. The acting, you have some really good actors in there. Borrego was a great actor in the movie. Brat was a good actor in that movie. But Miklo, Miklo, the, the main character in this movie, his acting was kind of just... What? Just, uh, it, it was amateur. But then I look at his IMDb, and it was only the second thing he's ever been in. Oh, okay. At his first starring role. Okay. But again... Maybe it was better that it was amateur because if it was polished, maybe you wouldn't believe it. So I'm going on and on with this movie because it was almost like this movie really should have been like, if it was made today, it'd be a Netflix special with like 10 episodes or five episodes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it really should have been that. So I don't fault them for that. Uh, the the turns and the, the back and forth, the violence in the prisons, the, you know, the, the, the the backstabbing the you know the gang issues uh on that the the things that happen in the prison spill onto the actual streets right so mm-hmm. you you have a lot of different things going on when it comes to gangs and violence and uh this is a very very difficult uh review for me to make as far as a letter grade and i was talking to jeff garcia from locked on spurs what did he say? and ken's 5 and he was like michael you better give this a, a great review you better give it an a plus cuz you know they're all they will hate you if you don't. Well, first of all, I don't pander. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, first of all, wait, hold up, tough guy, Timmy Tough. What is um, what did Ryan Clark call Joe Judge? Timmy Tough Nuts. <laughs> you Timmy Tough Nuts today. Go ahead, big dog. Do you think? But everything that I find fault with, I think I can justify and like in a diff- in a different respect. Um, it's just don't the, go this soft is, on this. Me, is the dog. hardest one. This is the hardest one. Okay. So some of the, uh, Danny Trejo again. Uh, the guy who played Marcellus, Ving Rhames, uh, from from Pulp Fiction. He's in this movie. The lady who played Yolanda Saldivar in Selena is in this movie. Um, you know the guy gets out of jail and he's trying to make something of himself, but he's also has these gang ties that he can ever he can't ever escape from. And it's one of those things where you know you know can you forgive family? Um, is family more, are you more loyal to your family or to your gang? There's a lot going on with this movie and I'm going to give this movie three letter grades. What does that mean? Um, I'm going to settle on one. I think. No, no, no. Time out. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First of all. Yeah. No, you can't say I don't pander. Yeah. Okay. And then give it three grades. Then I will give it an A minus. My my, I think you scared dog. I don't. I no. didn't. I didn't get A from you from that breakdown. No, it, it, I didn't get A from you, man. I I think this is a very important movie. 
Like, uh, like it's 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 basically the Hispanic version of Boys in the Hood. It it is. Well, hey, well, hey, hey, now, hey, now. Boys in the Hood is near and dear, near and dear to me now. Yeah. Now you now I'm gonna have to go watch it because if you're gonna call it the Hispanic Boys in the Hood, then that means it was it was phenomenal. Boys in the Hood but, is amazing. Boys yeah. in the Hood, is, and 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 you, you know the the speech in Boys in the Hood that the father gives about yeah. You know, Gentrific- a, like, gentrification and stuff like that. Which at the time I had no idea. When I'm watching it as a kid, I don't know what he's talking about. But now, when I watch it now, showing it to my daughter, I'm like, oh, damn, he was talking about gentrification way back then. One of the most dramatic things that you'll ever see uh, is that is that scene. Yeah. This movie had a lot of great one-liners and whatnot. And I think the reason why I can't give it an, an A+, plus is because there isn't that moment right there. There isn't that. that that's Lawrence Fishburne, right? Yeah. There wasn't that Lawrence Fishburne area. Oh, I, I I almost think that the like father son, the, the relationship of them, like him teaching. Yeah, go the, ahead. The end of the movie is um, a conversation between uh, between two of the brothers, and says, "quote No matter how much hate you have, you are both connected. You've got the same blood flowing through you." Talking about cousins and brothers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we've got something better than a rabbit's foot, Holmes. We got familia. To me, it was kind of like a gymnast who has a great routine and then tries to stick the landing, mm. but kind of wobbles for a split second. But it's still and, a great. But it's still a great, and then put their hands up I in like the air, and, and everyone cheers. That's a great explanation. It was a great lifestyle risk, Carnal. You know, that's <laughs> the great one-liners throughout the entire movie. I'm going to give it an A-, minus, but you know what? This was your most serious breakdown. I've listened to all of them. This was your most, like... So I know where you're coming from. Because I, I, I try to look at it from the story perspective. Right. Okay. If you want to say, like, like, like what is the storyline? I think the storyline's an A+. Plus. Um, if you want to say how the acting is, the acting's like a B+. Plus. And if you were to ask the question about, like, the writing and the music and all that stuff, it's an A, it's an a minus a, to an A. So you got average it out to an A minus. I'm averaging out to an A minus. If you want to say it's just a straight up A, I'd Whatever. be okay with that. I cannot say A plus because it wasn't the best movie of all time. But to me, again, it's basically Boys in the Hood, Chicano style. Dope. But it's set in the 1970s to the early 80s. So it's not like current time or anything like that. But it was good. But the fact of the matter is, is that that movie. Uh, what did your wife think? My my wife thought that it ended abruptly. She kind of looked at me at the end and went, "Is that it?" Well, you know, maybe which that's... is weird because it's a three hour and ten minute. How often do you watch a three hour and ten minute long movie and think to yourself, "Well, wait a minute, shouldn't there be more?" Well, this is the thing, Mike. I may be a woman thing because I don't remember the movie that my wife liked the ending. I can't remember a movie where my wife didn't say, "I don't like the way that ended." Like she says that every movie, every movie. So maybe it's a woman thing. I don't know. I don't want to be a. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, is that I, sexist? It's just one of those things where I, I, I think they could have tied it together a lot better. I think they ended it too fast. I think the, I think it was like, man, we're at three hours and ten minutes. We got to wrap this thing <laughs> up, man. Wrap it up. But it needed another five more minutes to kind of breathe a little bit. But uh, you know what? We'll put a bow on this show on the other side. Read some comments. People are reaching out to me on Facebook and Twitter. You survived. A minus. Hey, you keep your card. You get to keep your card. You didn't get canceled. The Hispanic culture will not cancel you for an A minus. If I had said, if I had said A plus, no one would have believed now, me. If you, anyway. would have, if you would have said C, you wouldn't have had no Streamyard people tomorrow. But I, I actually did like that movie. Rob Thompson was like, "Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Dude, I I did." We'll come back on the other side. This is halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star. This is Greeny on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 at 94.5 FM. Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs. <laughs> what he say? Ken's Five just tweeted out, well, a couple of things. He says that the Bryn Forbes trade has still not been finalized yet, working out That's final weird. details. But he thinks it's still going to happen. Okay. And he says, breaking news, and Mike ESPN SA is safe. He gives blood in, blood out the movie. An A-. minus. Good job, Mike. People on Facebook are not as kind, however. Uh, Gabriel Chacon says, agree with Rob Thompson, American Me is better. Alfred Fernandez reaches out and says, Michael knows the Badio would have burned his card HEB if he had said it was bad. 
Michael talking down down the movie but giving an A minus is softer than Charmin. Wow. Even when I give an A minus, what did I give an A minus to that I Scarface. Scarface. Oh, I gave an A minus to Scarface and to Blood In, Blood Out. What more do you want? Have you given an A plus to anything? No, I think the highest movie I gave a a, a grade to was E. T. And it was just an A. Just straight up A. Because I don't know if is there a movie that's an A plus? I mean Shawshank's Shawshank Redemption is an A plus. That's a very good point there. What, Carl? Space Jam. <laughs> and Space Jam 2. I can't tell if you being for real or not. I enjoyed them. I thought okay. they were A's. You, you, um, you know, one of the one of the Avengers with the rings. And and the problem is, is that if I say that a movie is an an A and another movie is a B, people are gonna try to compare. They're gonna be like, oh, well, you gave Gremlins a B plus. And you gave the uh, Dark Knight a B minus, and therefore you think Gremlins is better than the Dark Knight. No, because you compare comedies to comedies. You, kids yeah, they got to be the same movies, genre. They have to be the same genre because because of that, you know, they don't correlate identically. You know, yeah. like we talked about the Truman Show uh, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I got to watch that. I I consider that to be an A borderline A plus movie. That's an that's an incredible movie that he should have won an Oscar for, never got a nomination for. Rocky well, Rocky Collins says on YouTube that Empire Strikes Back is an A. Um, maybe. I'm just. When does the list come out for the vote next week? Yeah. So when do you normally post the poll for next week's? I normally post the polls uh, today. Anyway, so it gives okay. me a week to watch. Uh, but Jeff Garcia not only is reaching out to me on Twitter, but also on texting. He says, "If you do Urban Cowboy next, tell Rudy that I'm Team Pam. Boo, sissy." I have no idea what that means. I won't. We, I'm gonna leave that open ended, Jeff. Ooh, that's Jeff. That's a that's a wait. Who said that? Was Jeff it Jeff? Garcia. Jeff. That's a classic debate, man. I'm sissy. I'm going sissy. I'm rolling with. I'm rolling with sissy all day long. Are there any comedies that are A's and A pluses that are just like perfect movies? Coming to America. Coming to America. Harlem Nights. I've never seen Harlem Nights. That's a good one. And that's a movie you that I probably should have seen a Dude, long, Red long Fox, time ago. Dude, Richard Pryor, Ed Murphy, Robin Harris. Like, bro, you need to watch. Uh, I'm going to add that to the list here. We'll, you need to watch it'll Harlem be Urban Nights. Cowboy, Harlem Nights, Grease, and uh, we'll put another movie out there. You've never seen Grease? I've never watched it all the way through. It's, it's not, I, don't, I don't like musicals. Yeah, I have a problem with musicals I don't also. Like musicals. I have a problem with westerns too, which is probably why I didn't like. Did you like No Country for Old Men? I haven't seen that one. Have you seen that one, Carl? With Josh Brolin? It's been years. I don't remember whether I liked it or not. We'll it's put the poll one. out there. But it's it's not like old. So that does like I like these your reviews because it feels nostalgic. Like No Country for Old Men is like five years old. You know, man. people give me so much grief on Twitter, uh-huh. but then they listen yeah. to those reviews either way. <laughs> So admit it, you love me. You love to hate me, and you love me, love me. Hey, man, this has been fun. Thanks for being with me, Rudy. The Blitz is coming back at 4 o'clock. This is Halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star.